Hey, this is John, founder of electricianslibrary.com and the Stuff Electricians Should Know podcast. If you've been following me for a while, you know that as of this recording, there are over 80 episodes of the Stuff Electricians Should Know podcast. And before this, I did a podcast called The Weekly Buzz, which had over 30 episodes itself. Now, all of this has been free, and I'm happy to do it, and I love doing it, and uh, plan on keeping all of this free. But right now, I just wanted to quickly tell you about a resource uh, that I've been working on lately that I'm super excited about, and I would really love it if you would check it out. It's called Cody. Now, Cody is the first and only that I know of virtual electrical assistant, and I'm building it just for you. Now, right now, we're we're still working day and night to get Cody ready for a beta launch that's probably going to happen around the 1st of June. But for now, I'd love it if you'd go over to electricianslibrary.com forward slash Cody, and Cody is spelled C-O-D-E-Y. That's electricianslibrary.com forward slash Cody, C-O-D-E-Y. And you can learn more about what Cody's capabilities are and how he's going to be able to help you on your journey to becoming the electrician and not just an electrician. So head over to electricianslibrary.com forward slash Cody and check it out. You are part of a new breed that works harder, smarter, faster, and prouder than any others on the job. You live, work, and play to a higher standard. You are not a hack, but you perform your work to the highest standard possible. You take pride in both your work and your service. You're not just an installer. You're a highly skilled and highly trained professional. It doesn't matter if you're an apprentice, a journeyman, or a master. You're neither a jerk nor a brute. You're a teacher and a mentor. You redefine the industry. You create your own destiny. You serve those for whom you work, and you do work that matters. You're not just an electrician. You are the electrician. And this is your podcast. Welcome to Stuff Electricians Should Know, where I bring you bite-sized bits of useful information, usually in the form of an answer to a question that every electrician should know. I'm your host, John Workman, and uh, this is the Stuff Electricians Should Know podcast. Uh, we're on episode 77, which is awesome. Uh, every single week that we uh, we keep this going is great. Um, just feels like the momentum keeps rolling and rolling and and uh, just excited to just excited to be with you again this week so just uh, want to give a shout out real quick to uh, anyone out there we're doing this live on Instagram live again uh, we're getting a lot of hearts we got a lot of people watching and uh, it's awesome so if you're uh, if you're not part of that um, next week then uh, I'll try to give a heads up and let you know when you can hop on Instagram and check this out recording out recording of this podcast live so at any rate uh once again want to tease you also for stuff electricians should know university um decided we're going to launch that on september 1st um 2017 so we're Less than a month away, we're going to launch the SESK University. I'm going to have full details here within the next couple of weeks and uh, and let you know what you can do to get involved with that uh, amazing project that, uh, that we're adding to the arsenal here at Electrician's Library. So at any rate, um, just want to, want to uh, let you know about that. So watch for that. And also, if you have not signed up for your free subscription of the Stuff Electrician Should Know digital magazine, uh, head over to StuffElectricianShouldKnow.com and sign up for your free subscription. 
we're uh, 4,000 subscribers strong over there, and it's definitely something that uh, that you don't want to miss. Uh, it's coming out every other month right now. We're hoping to get to the point where it's going to become a monthly uh, monthly uh, periodical uh, sent to you digitally. But for right now, it's uh, coming out every other month. We're going to have the new issue coming out any day now. So StuffElectricianChanot.com to get your free subscription of the Stuff Electrician Chanot digital magazine. So today's episode uh, is a pretty good one. We're going to uh, talk about job site productivity and there are six things uh that we found that uh, kind of kill job site productivity and i'm sure uh i'm sure every single one of you out there has dealt with uh some part of this uh one or one or two or maybe all six of these things um and it let's face it you get some momentum going on a job something goes wrong it sucks it just kills kills the momentum kills the kills the drive and and uh, you know kills the the feeling on the job sometimes until you can get going you can get that momentum back and so we've discovered these six things that uh, kind of hurt uh, the job uh, site momentum job site production and uh, some of them some of these affect the job before it even starts some of them affect it uh, you know during the uh, during the job itself um, and so it's just these are these are some things you want to look out for, especially if you are like a supervisor, a, a project manager, whatever uh, whatever your your title might be. If you're kind of kind of the boss or or a supervisor, then these are some of the things that you uh, want to look out for. So the first one, uh, the first thing that kills job site productivity is skilled labor or the lack of skilled labor. You know. This is one thing when I first started this uh, this uh, project, Electrician's Library, and I had a different podcast called The Weekly Buzz. Some of you may go way back to that, but in one of the episodes, I talked about what was going to happen with skilled labor and what was going to happen with uh, with labor rates. And uh, it's always kind of been my contention that there's going to be a point in time where, and I kind of feel like it's this way already, the MBA is going to be useless because there's going to be so many people that have graduated from a you know a traditional college and have gone the route of getting a, a formal degree and even right now I've got several friends that that have college degrees that are, are having a hard time finding finding decent jobs but it's kind of always been my contention that there's going to be a time when the laborer the skilled I should say the skilled laborer is going to make a lot more money and be in a lot higher demand than somebody with the traditional college degree. You know, trade is going to be high in demand because there's going to be so many out there. And one of these uh, statistics that I found says that uh, that uh, you know there's been a there's been a pretty big drop in you know being able to find uh, skilled labor. And one of the reasons is because of you know tradesmen retiring. And then the second thing is, is there's a lot fewer people signing up for apprenticeships. Um, and so they estimate <clears throat> that right now, um, 50% of 50 of today's um, contractor force are considered to be skilled labor, but they estimate by 2020 that that's going to be 35% or less. So um, you can see that uh, the skilled labor is, is already creeping up in demand. 
and it's going to get even higher and higher in demand as uh, as time goes on because there's fewer and fewer people willing to do it. So first thing that's chill- killing job site productivity is a shortage of skilled labor. Uh, the second thing that really hurts the productivity side is, uh, you know, the material price volatility. Now, I don't know how many of you have had the opportunity to actually bid a job or uh, be involved in that process, but a lot of times... Um, contractors are kind of forced into putting a um, putting a, a price in super early, you know, a couple months to maybe even up to a year before before the job is even going to get started. And so you turn in a price, and of course you can put stipulations in your contract and in your bid and whatnot. But say a year goes by, which we've dealt with projects like this before, where uh, you know you you give a job and then you go through all these processes and six, eight months later, maybe even a year later, you get awarded the job. And then the, the end user, um, your customer expects you to stick with those, with those prices. And so now your project is going to have decreased profitability. There's going to be, you know, if there, if there are problems that arise with the job, um, that cuts into your profits. And so, so, uh, and, and then of course with just natural market, swings that, uh, you know, like copper prices, they're, they're always up and down. Um, it, it just, that really kills, you know, the, the profitability and the productivity of a job. So that's uh, that's the number two thing that you need to watch out for is, is uh, material price volatility. You need to make sure that your customers understand that, you know, depending on when this job starts, uh, you know, this, this project could, you know, become a little bit more expensive because we're not going to stick by a bid that we gave you eight months ago, and and be able to stick to stick to those numbers very firmly. <clears throat> so, number one, skilled labor shortage. Number two, uh, material price volatility. Number three is is uh, something they call uh, evolving project delivery systems. And I've heard of one or two of these. I haven't heard of all of them, but uh, there's the job of the contractor has become pretty complex now. You know, you've got uh, you've got different uh, delivery systems is what they're calling them. So the design bid or a build design, um, design bid build to a design build, and now there's something called the design assist, um, a fast track, and integrated project delivery, you know, lean construction. You know, some of these I haven't even heard of, but... There's all these different ways of getting involved with a project and helping it go from start to finish. And if you don't know all of these different systems and, and you're expected to know them, then that really, that really slows down the job. That really slows down your productivity if you're having to, to figure out a different way to produce, to, to give results that, uh, that you know, weren't necessarily available a few years ago. So, so that's another thing too is having to stay up on <clears throat> all these evolving, evolving things and evolving ways to to complete these pro- projects, and and that's one thing that we're that's one of our goals here at Electricians Library and stuff. Electricians should know is to help you, um, kind of, I don't know, help you stay up on some of this stuff. You know, a lot of this stuff is is new to us too when it comes to that. But uh, but wherever we can help, that's what that's what we're here to help you do. So, the next one is schedule acceleration. Now I don't know how how much of a frustration point this is to to you, but this is definitely a frustration point to to me and to a lot of contractors that I've talked to. 
that uh, that have had to deal with this. But you know, everybody has their schedules. Everybody has um, has their timelines as to as to what they're needing to accomplish and to when they need to accomplish it. And uh, everybody has their deadlines. But there's always that push by somebody else, especially by the general contractor, that uh, you know we've got to we've got to speed this up. We got to have this done a week earlier. We've got to have this done on this certain date. When you know there might be an HVAC guy holding you up, or there might be a plumbing guy holding you up, or there might be a sheetrocker holding you up. I mean, whatever it might be, there's there's other subs involved in uh, in these projects, which can really mess things up. If if they screw something up. If they screw something a year's up, um, it can really, really change the way the schedule, uh, the schedule ends up with the with the project. And so, um, with these uh, with these changes in the schedule, you know this this can really change the way that the uh, the the productivity on the project goes as well. So, um, the next one is, and this is oh man, this just kills me. Uh, incomplete project specifications. So we were working with a contractor on uh, a great big job up in uh, the northern United States is all I'm going to say. But uh, when the plans were given, um, they were like a 50% plan. And by the time the project started, they were only like 70, 80%, somewhere in there. And I don't know that they ever really had a full 100% uh, 100% set of plans. But this project ended up going over like $10 million because there were never any complete specs. There were never any complete plans. And this really, really caused a lot of problems on the job because it seems like every other week something was changing. The lighting was changing. Um, you know, motor systems were changing. The gear was changing. And there was a different spec every other week. And it was just crazy. And the job took longer than it needed to take. It went way over budget. And it was all because of these incomplete project specifications. And so um, you need to make sure, you know, if you're getting involved in a bigger project, and, you know, this is a bigger industrial project is what this was. But if you're getting involved in something like this, you got to be very careful, very, very careful with the prices and the timelines that you give. You've got to make the, uh, the architects, the engineers, um, all these guys come to you with a with a fuller set of plans, and if they if they aren't willing to, there's going to be somebody out there that's willing to take the job. But I guarantee you, they're going to get screwed to the wall at some point in time. And they're going to have to eat a lot of money uh, in time and in labor and in materials because there wasn't uh, there wasn't a full spec. So be aware of that. Be aware that you need a full set of of complete drawings. When it comes to starting the project, you know, during the bidding process, of course, you're going to have you're going to have some, you know, incomplete sets of plans. But before that project starts, you make sure you can get the most complete set you can before that project, before that before you step foot on that project so that you can know that you're going to be able to to produce the way that you that you say you can. So then the last one is unproductive activities. So this is number six, unproductive activities. Now, it's estimated that approximately two-thirds of, uh, of a contractor's day is spent doing tasks that, that are unproductive, that, are, that don't really matter to that specific tradesman, and that only a third of the, the uh, tradesman's day to the contractor's day is spent doing things that are actually productive 
and actually moving the project forward and actually accomplishing something that needs to be done. And so if you're if you're a supervisor, then do your best to line your guys out to where they're going to be most productive. And and that's not always easy to do. You know, it's it's difficult especially on larger projects, but do your best to give the guys that can produce the most productive things. And the guys that are just learning or that are just, you know, that are kind of new on the job, you know, give those guys the the things that might be a little less productive, but make sure to involve them in in the learning process so that they can know um, how to become productive and and how they can contribute to the project. And of course, there's always going to be things on the job that that uh, you know have to be done, no matter who does it. And none of us should be above doing anything. We should all be willing to to get out there and, and put in a, a a good hard day of work. But uh, just most productive things to the most productive people, and you know have everybody learning and and doing what they can but at any rate so those are those are the six things that that uh, can really hurt productivity on the job Uh, let's let's go over those just one more time first one is a shortage of skilled labor second one is material price volatility the third one is uh, evolving project delivery systems the fourth is uh, schedule acceleration Number five is incomplete project specs. And number six is unproductive activities. So at any rate, I appreciate you tuning into this. I'm grateful that, uh, that you're willing to keep on keeping on here. And, uh, you know, make sure and share this with uh, somebody that you think might need to, to learn a little bit about these, uh, these uh, unproductive uh, job site activities and uh, help them become a little more productive. So... Thanks again for tuning in, and uh, just remember, coming soon, SESK University. I'll have full details coming soon. We'll be looking to launch September 1st, and 2017, and uh, make sure that uh, you know that you're uh, doing the best that you can out there. So, thanks again for tuning in. I hope you stay healthy. Hope you stay happy. And until next time, I hope you stay grounded.